Support for this podcast comes from Magic the Gathering Arena. You know the name. Now play the original strategy card game for free in an immersive digital experience full of explosive action and rewarding challenges. New to Magic? No problem. MTG Arena gives you the tools to become a Magic Master. Learn the basics at your own pace and unlock 15 decks just by playing. Download Magic the Gathering Arena for free on your Mac or PC, available on the Epic Game Store. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Welcome to Preach Camp, Preach with Rashad. Here with another episode of another sermon. We are the prophets. Uh, you're catching us on 12 Ounce Sports Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that means. Uh, Rashad, what, what's up, man? Man, everything's good. Another action-packed weekend we're coming off of. Anthony Joshua winning his belts back, college football playoff, a lot of NFL games that got playoff implications, man. It was another action-packed loaded weekend, man. Too much TV to keep up with, honestly. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were gonna be able to record with us today, man. You you ain't had no you have a phone all day. I, I couldn't I couldn't even I couldn't even complain to you yesterday about about all the all the fancy football BS that was happening to me. I I didn't I didn't have you, man. I I, I was upset. Hey, shout out to the Apple store. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the Apple Store. Shout out iCloud. All of <laughs> my boys locked out the phone. Couldn't even couldn't even see my boy Texas complain. Uh, like, I'm so man, mad, man. Like what's going on with phone, bro? Got to get it right. And, you know, the storm you closed early on Sunday. You had to wait till Monday. Yeah, for everybody listen, like you know, we had we you know we, we talked about our fancy matchup, our 14 team playoff where we uh we had messed up, then start the Bears uh. You know, against the on Thanksgiving night, we start, we we started Anthony Miller had a good start to the week. That Prescott got some bench points, and Mike Evans got a touchdown, but then got hurt. And then Josh Jacobs got didn't play like we man. And then we was well up three. Cooper Cup left playing against him, and you know he scored a touchdown, so we oh, lost. She wrote. That's <laughs> oh, it. She wrote that, right that, was, that was it for us, man. We had you know it, it was it was a devastating end. We had McCaffrey; he didn't play good the last two weeks, but hey, uh. Hey, we lead we lead the fight another year. Maybe next year, we can take it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm still in one one lead. You know, my my, my solo spot in our uh, yeah, redraft same. league. I'm, I'm still in that. So yeah, redraft. We'll, we'll see, I'm yeah, out. we'll see how it play out. <laughs> I'm about to say, unless Saquon Saquon Barkley go crazy, I pretty much out. But Dynasty, hey, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, um, well, Dynasty, I ain't stand a chance in Dynasty. Like <laughs> my my lineups kept missing. Baker terrible. Daniel Jones hurt. Then I had I was flipping back and forth between Minshew and Nick Foles. So you know, fan, <laughs> when when it comes to fantasy, I never get a good QB. Cause redraft, I had golf and he was terrible for like the first half. So I had to go get um Darnold and Wentz on the back end to save me. 
<laughs> hey, if, fan, fantasy is so wild. It's so wild. Um, let's move on to the college football, man. The, we every, everything that happened that needed to happen for the committee happened. Like it was, I think it was pretty much easy. It was easy to do. Uh, once Alabama lost to Auburn, uh, we knew that Georgia LSU. The committee knew Georgia lost. They're out. Georgia win. They already got their four teams. Uh, if Utah lost and Oklahoma won, boom, Oklahoma's in. Or you know, or if the Utah lost, Georgia lost, Baylor's in. They win. So we pretty much knew knew it already. The committee. This was probably the easiest the committee had to do. I mean, to be honest, the only thing they really had to get right was the seating. Um, so starting from that, do, do you think they got the correct seating? As uh, number one, number one is who? Uh, Ohio LSU. State. Oh, LSU. That's right. That's right. LSU number one. Ohio State two. Clemson three. And number four is Oklahoma. Do you think they got got it right? Yeah, it, it's perfect. They got it right. It all sorted itself out, like you said, with. Oregon going over Utah. If Oregon had beat Arizona State, they would have still been in play for it. But with that loss, all they could do was eliminate Utah. So it all worked itself out perfectly, in my opinion, because I think outside of Alabama, we do have the uh, the four best teams. And LSU, they deserve the one seed because at the time, they beat number nine Texas, which was a highly touted team. And then, of course, people are going to look at the hindsight view with Texas broke down after about halfway through the season. Like, all their defensive guys were getting injured. So, but at the time, that was a very good game. That was kind of like the beginning of the Joe Burrow coming out part. Like, oh, this guy's pretty legit. Let's see if he can keep it up. So, I think they earned it. They beat, at the time, number nine, Texas. They beat number seven, Florida, who was undefeated at that time of the matchup. They beat number nine, Auburn, whose only loss at that time was to Florida. And then they also beat number three, Alabama, who at the time was undefeated. And they destroyed number four, Georgia. So, I mean, how can you not give them the number one seed? Ohio State has a good resume as well with wins over, you know, Michigan and Penn State. They beat Cincinnati early in the year, I think, second, third game, and beat Michigan State, who at the time was ranked, I think, 24-25. And, you know, of course, they beat Wisconsin twice. But I guess their wins kind of lack a little bit of luster because Wisconsin had lost to Illinois early in the year on, like, a late field goal, stuff like that. And then, of course, they had to make a second-half comeback in the Big Ten Championship. But I think overall, LSU, you couldn't go wrong with number one seed. But I think when you look at body of work, LSU deserved number one seed. So I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, even 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 if you had them even throughout the whole, you know, the, always the championship game, you got to think how else they had to make a miraculous – no, not miraculous, but, you know, had, had to come back. You know, look, didn't look like themselves first half. Where LSU put on a dominant fashion, you know, dominant show, and and took took care of business when they needed to. So, even if it came down to the last bit, uh, LSU was a clear number one. I think committee committee had messed up when they put House State number one in the first place, uh, based you know like a couple weeks back because I feel like LSU, like all, for all the points you made, already had the resume to be the number one over House State, even though they're both undefeated. Uh, I think you know, obviously, you know, dominating teams like Maryland and. Oh, team like that. That's that's far fine and dandy, but like you said, you gotta think of the hinds. You gotta think of the when you play them, not the hindsight view, because they beat the top ranked Texas team. Because if they lost that game, you couldn't get mad at them right now if you were trying to keep them in or keep them out or saying where they was at, you know, that down the line. So I mean, you beat a team like that and you, you put on a, a great performance like that. You gotta you got to reward them for number one. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people are really upset about 
uh, well, not a lot of people. Really, the Clemson fans and, and fan base are upset that everybody's like kind of, I guess, keeping the you know not saying that they can win. And to my point, to my my whole thing about this, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, we still hear now all this good stuff. Of course, you know, we would never. Oh, well, at least for me, I'll talk for myself. I don't think Clemson's a bad team. I think Clemson's a great team, but because because I because I don't pick you to win doesn't doesn't mean that you know I'm a I'm against you. You know what I mean? Like that's that like anti anti this. I'm, I'm pro this, and 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 I believe in gray areas. So I'm not I'm not I'm not saying Clemson can't beat Ohio State, which I know they can. And the last time they played them in the college playoffs, they blew them out. So I'm, I'm never saying that they can't beat them. But I'm going to go with the more, uh, in my opinion, the more complete team. And I think that Wisconsin game, like watching that game, pretty much made me pick Ohio State because they really wasn't really battle-tested for a while, you know, even against Michigan and Wisconsin the first time. I mean, it was pretty much a clear cut, you know, who's going to win. And now that they can, like, I guess refocus themselves, you know, you have you have a Clemson team that they, they will not take lightly. I, I will at least hope not. Well, I hit Ohio State first. Their biggest thing was they've been destroying everybody. So their biggest question coming into the game was how would they perform against adversity? And for that first half, Wisconsin did showing some adversity. And I think that's mainly because they were coming off of so many games, like emotional games you got to get up for. You're playing Penn State, whose only loss is to Minnesota. So if you lose to Penn State pretty much, now they're going to be in the lead for the division in the Big Ten. So that was an emotional game for them. Then you have to go play your rival, Michigan. Of course, you don't want to be the first team in years to lose to them, so that's an emotional game. <laughs> then you got to get up again for the Big Ten championship. So, of course, you know, when they started out slow, I was like, they'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. And, of course, they took off in the second half and basically shut Wisconsin out. So I wasn't surprised by that. And they hit Clemson. Um. I mean, I'm with Dabo on, like, feeling they are being disrespected and all that kind of stuff because the college scheduling is done so far in advance. You can't help who you play. Like, this game was scheduled when Manziel was there, like, when they played Texas A&M. So, right. you know, you can't, you can't help that. And then you can't help that Florida State is in the cellar as far as, like, a prestigious program. You can't help that Louisville in your conference doesn't have Lamar Jackson right now and you know, it's just certain things that you just can't help. All you can do is do your job. Every sport, your job is one thing. No matter who's in front of you, just go win. And Clemson, they've done that. So it's going to be an intriguing playoff because Clemson, most years, they would have been a one or two seed. But because of the dominance of LSU and the dominance of Ohio State, Clemson is going to be a three. And to me, that's intriguing because it creates so many – headlines like Clemson, Ohio State have played three times in their history. Clemson is 3-0. and The last time they played, it was a, they smashed them. And then the time before that, it was a pretty good game, but Clemson still beat them. So Ohio State's looking for their first win against Clemson. Um, Dabo is looking to get his third national championship. They've won 28 straight. And if Dabo wins the championship this year, Saban era's over. This is the Dabo era. Then you got the whole Ohio State. Can they redeem themselves from the last two Clemson wins? Can they, you know, get their first win in a while? Because they've been in the playoffs a few times and they haven't won a game outside the first playoff we had. So there's a lot of headlines. LSU, can they bring one back to the SEC with 
you know, outside of Alabama, no one has won it from the SEC. So can they be the first SEC team besides Alabama to win it, go 15-0? and 0? You know, it's a lot of headlines. Can Jalen Hurts, he's going to be the first guy to start um, for the championship for, in the playoff for two different teams? That's crazy to say. <laughs> you know, can, can he go win another championship? Because even though Tua came in and won a game against Georgia, Jalen started that game. So can he be the first guy to win two titles starting – for two different teams, it's a lot of intriguing headlines, man. It's gonna be the best playoff we ever had. Yeah, my my favorite my favorite uh my favorite headline. So you, you mentioned L- like LSU versus Clemson, and that's a championship game. Then, I mean, obviously it's it's you, you can't tell right now, but this could be the I'm a, I won't say the magic bird for you know NBA, but another Peyton Brady type ordeal where. Is Burrow going to be the first round draft pick this year, and then next year it's going to be Trevor Lawrence? That, that's that's case closed. Like we we know that's going to happen. We're like now, now whether whether they you know whether Lawrence go to the NFC, but in my opinion, he might, I think the Dolphins should not draft a quarterback this year because you know with two injury, Herbert not being the best. I think you wait on you wait on Trevor Lawrence. You you take again for Trevor Lawrence, and maybe you can get Trevor Lawrence next year. And you're talking about two two guys who should be who could be in their way. Every single year, just like Peyton and Brady was. Um, so that that's my favorite, my, my 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 favorite headline. Another headline: LSU versus Ohio State. That's a championship. Obviously, that's the two top picks in the draft. In my in my opinion, the the, the uh, whoever wins, I feel like whoever wins the he- the Heisman, the second the second place is gonna be the other guy in this game, whether it's Chase Young or whether it's Burrow. In my opinion, um, and then it's it, and then also uh, a side note is it's an unorthodox coaching uh, names because. You know, A. Oregon and you got Ryan Day. Like these are guys who haven't, you know, I mean, proved themselves really. I mean, can you, uh, or A. coming from Ole Miss and Ryan Day coming from Indiana. Now they're on these, you know, prestigious teams and they're about to win a national championship. If that, if that's the case. Um, also, you already said the Clemson back-to-back championships and Dabo getting three, cement himself into college football history. You know, Hall of Fame basically. You know, oh, you he, get, he he was Hall yeah. of Fame. He won it first. Right. But Clemson never won anything, so he's he was Hall of Fame off of that. But bro, that would be if Clemson wins these two games, that would be thirty and zero. The last two years, back to back champions, three of the last five. I mean, and then you would have beaten arguably the best team this year, Ohio State, and potentially another undefeated team in LSU. Or even if you beat Oklahoma, that's still another high flying team. So it's still, yeah, it's still, still a good I mean, coach. Yeah. 30, yeah, thirty and zero. That would be that would be crazy, man. And then my 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 last headline before we move on is Lincoln Riley. If he can win this championship, if he if he can somehow beat two undefeated teams, because that's what he's gonna have to do to win, beat two undefeated teams, right? And I'm thinking, okay, he didn't win it with Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick. He didn't win it with Kyler Murray, number one overall pick. Now he's about to go in there with, with Jalen Hurts, who was kind of I mean, I mean, he was he was kind of a castaway by, by Alabama um a little bit. But I mean, obviously for Hurts want to play too, so there's good reasons. But you're talking about a guy, he he's gonna make QBU. Like, I don't really think we have one, a QBU, because usually I really the only only team that's really been putting out a lot of quarterbacks is NC State, I guess, with Russell Wilson Rivers and you had Mike Glennon and Ryan Finley, but they sorry. So it, it ain't it ain't really that many. Um, but still, uh, this could be this could be the first time, and I think they got a, they had they had another top quarterback last year that came in. He was a, fre- a freshman, so maybe he might be the next guy too. So I feel like Lincoln Riley is about to, you know about to do something special. 
But also, if he wins the championship and he decides to jump to the NFL, his, his name is being rumored, like how great that would be is to bring a college championship to what he's rumored to is going to the Dallas Cowboys. Like that'll be that'll be a way to a way a way to leave your mark on the college football at the top peak powers, and then you go into now you go into another you know tip you know as far as a uh, brand another big brand in Dallas. So that would be that'll be two great ways you know, a, a way for Lincoln Rod to put his name on the map is you know one of the best coaches probably ever do, especially if he if he's successful on the NFL level. Oh yeah, and I I just get that feel of this year's playoff being similar to. Last year's NFL playoff, where you got like the guy who's way more strength than everybody else. So you got your Belichick and your Dabo, you got your high flying offensive guys. So you got your Sean McVay, your Lincoln Riley. You know, it, I just get that that kind of feel. You got Ryan Day, you know, he's been under Urban for a while. So you know, that can be like your your Andy Reid type of guy, I guess. And then you got Ed Ogeron, who's He's a he's a good coach. I mean, you know, people hate his voice for whatever reason. Yeah, but, definitely. You know, <laughs> but at, at, at Ole Miss, I think he was good. It's just the fact it's, it's the reason why I'm against Elaine Kiffin taking a job because your your recruiting pool is going to get depleted by Bama, LSU, Auburn. Then you go West, Texas, other places, Oklahoma. Like at Ole Miss, you're not going to get the top recruits. Like people aren't dying to go to Ole Miss, so. Of course, Ed Ogeron didn't have much success there, but when he went to USC, he got an interim job, 6-2, and 7-2, and two, and now he's at LSU. He has that big brand name, and he has a better recruiting pool. I mean, he's been winning a lot of games since he's been there, so I think, you know, he's kind of finally finding his footing. Similar to Dan Mullen at Florida, you know, I hate they got that bowl game, but, you know, that's, that's what it is. But somebody's going to have a chance to go down as – one of the greatest seasons ever because either we're going to get a 15-0 and team or we're going to get Lincoln Riley and it's going to be the best season ever for right. Oklahoma. Right. So we'll, we, we will definitely wait to, wait to do our predictions later on when, when it comes to that time. But hey, we, we, we are set up for, for, for greatness come, come January. So Hey, we got to get in that bowl mania, man. That oh, bowl mania oh, definitely. Hey, I need to win me some, <laughs> man. Um, so – so speaking of Dallas Cowboys, man, uh, you was right last Thursday. I I thought back against the wall they were going to show up at some point. Maybe maybe it's this Sunday. I don't know, but the Cowboys are showing no heart right now. Um, I would I would say I would say the I would say the one thing that I like so far since since that loss was them 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 cutting the kicker uh, Brett Mayhar because. Man, that was dirty hey, though. No, man, hey, that man. was that was dirty. Man, he out hey. doing charity work. Man, he visiting kids. He should have been that kind of stuff. Man. He should been out doing. Why he doing that? He should been. He should been doing a job. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, 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 I'm all for business moves and everything. Like you know, somebody got to get fired. They got to get fired. Somebody got to get cut. They got to get cut. I'm all for business moves, but man, to fire a dude while he's basically out doing charity work, representing the team, the organization, and like he's doing a good deed. You don't you don't cut him then. I mean. Like why? I mean, now you're right because he would have got cut uh, at halftime by me, um, missing the field goal. But may- maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a uh, a, a a sign to the rest of the team that hey, we are we are we are fed up with mediocre crap, and we 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 don't care if you if you're cutting grass for the homeless, or you're feeding you're feeding the hungry. You about to get out of here because we ain't got time. We, I don't know. I'm just BSing, but it could be something. I I don't really know what it is, but um. That that is the only positive I could take away that they're actually 
seeing a problem and they take and they're 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 changing stuff because I mean I know a lot of people don't believe it, but like I said before, field goals changes the game. It like miss extra points and making field goals change the game. You missing that field goal allow allow the Bears to you know keep good field position and go down and get another touchdown where you could have you could have changed the whole outcome. So um, I think it was it was time because he missed a, a key kick against the Buffalo Bills. So it it was that time that you know you had to move forward. And when Jason Garrett doesn't clap no more, that's when you know you're in trouble. I mean, I understand, you know, for you know, for bad is considered an upgrade, but you know, I understand like Maher, he can't miss. I think he's 19 for 29. You can't you can't miss that many kicks because that, that's leaving a lot of points on the board, you know, in very, very critical times for the Cowboys. So I can understand the reasoning behind it, but I mean, <laughs> just switch it up, just go for it on fourth down, man. Yeah, he, I mean, it's, it's not like he's unreliable. Like he's made some sixty yards in big moments for them. But I guess at this point, this is the year. Like I guess the Cowboys feel like, man, everything's on the line right now. The season, the division, Jason Garrett job, that contract, other people contract. I guess they feel like everything's on the line, so we got to throw caution to the wind, and we're gonna do whatever necessary. Yeah, yeah, you. You got to at this point, especially when, you know, you, you still you still got I won't say a tough schedule, but you know you got the Rams and you you got you still got the Eagles and what should be a what should be a, a easy game versus the uh, with the Redskins. So um, they they got you got you got you got three games to change the season around because whether whether you make the playoffs or not, you're still gonna be the worst team in the playoffs regardless. So. That's that's the goal. Can we not be the worst team? <laughs> you know, as far as like going into the playoffs, because you know, listen, like you know, whether for the teams we're gonna talk about later on, start losing games toward the end and, and just get into the playoffs, or or are you the hottest team entering? So you got three games to try to turn around, and you know, let's see if they can save people jobs, people uh, livelihoods, because Mayhar is the first one to go, and you know, a lot of guys are gonna follow. Yeah, the Cowboys, they're in for a very, very interesting offseason, whether it starts after week 17 or it starts after the wild card. <laughs> right, because <laughs> they probably not winning. Um, they go to another kicker, Jason Sanders, man. I would watch, like, if you, didn't, if you didn't watch the game between the Jets and the Dolphins and you saw the final score, 22-21, my thinking would be, oh, man, the Dolphins, Dolphins put a three touchdown. They don't won the game. No, no, no. Jason Sanders – uh, I think we'll tie the record or break the record from the most kicks in a game with seven. I've I have never so if I've never seen six in a game. Like so seven, that's 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 crazy. Um Miami Dolphins, in my opinion, I would have went for a couple of them. But I guess when you play in a game and the Jets can't do nothing either, just just take the points as as it comes. But I mean for individually that that is that is a great that's great success for Jason Sanders. Um, seven, seven for eight, like like I said. So that's a pretty good percentage, and uh, he balled out. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he you know seven of eight, so he missed one. So right. it, it <laughs> probably probably cost him the game. But that's that's the life of a kicker, man. That when the offense couldn't do anything, he put up twenty one points on the board. But because he missed one, it's probably like, well, had he made that, maybe that changes the game. Maybe win, you know. Stuff like that, but he did his job. He went out there and he made almost all of them. That's all you can ask for, right? So uh, that's pretty good for him. And I mean, he made he made the he made the go ahead field goal. Defense had a minute and, and some change left, and and let Donald come down and drive it and get a field goal range and win the game. So 
hey, he he did his part as far as at least at least crunch time. He did his part. Um, moving on. Oh, uh, OBJ. These all these stories about the sports hernia and all this other crap. It's just another another thing we add to the Browns about just being being the Browns. And I'll ask you this: If you was Odell Beckham Jr., would you want out of Cleveland Browns this offseason? He shouldn't even be there, honestly. He should have been in New England, but he's going. He's going to ask out. There's no way he stays. He's having a career low, and pretty much everything. Baker doesn't throw to him, and you know, I just think he has. He has to get out of there. <laughs> he has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's not enough to go around. And Joku's out. They got to throw it to him some. When he comes back, you got Landry, who's already a target monster, as he is without Odell. So you add Odell, Landry's still a target monster. So you kind of got to do something. Like you, you should run the ball with Chubb. That should be your A1, day one plan, no matter what, to limit Baker. But Baker's just not reading defenses good. Unless they get some really, really transformative head coach, and unless Baker takes a major, major leap, which we can't find out until some games get played again next year, if I'm Odell this offseason, he already has a – I don't think it's a bad reputation, but people kind of feel like he's a diva. He's he's focused on stuff that he shouldn't be focused on. But forget all that. If this guy wants to be out of Cleveland, he should get out of Cleveland. Like, whether it's demanding a trade, whether that's acting like A.B., do something to get out of there, man. <laughs> just, just, just get out, man. When, when the house is on fire, you grant women and children, you get out. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell him. Do not listen to Rashad. Do not act like a Tony Brown. But you should. It worked. <laughs> he got out. You're right. But you should ask to get out. But you know, the, if you demand a trade and say you're not happy, you know what's what's crazy is it's not like the power of the of the uh, NBA. But I guess you you can still say you can because Tony Brown it worked for him. But yeah, you got you got to be able to control because it it doesn't really guarantee that you go to a team you want to go to. So. You know, you kind of, you kind of, just, I mean, obviously, you get your money, young man, get your money. So when he got with the Giants, paid him. But even with New York, he wasn't in a good situation. So it's kind of like they, they probably would have franchise tagged him over and over again. But, you know, at least at some point, you would have had your way, maybe like a Le'Veon Bell situation. But yeah, he was on pace to be, I mean, one of the best receivers, like, you know, I, I, at least stats wise of all time. And uh, injury last year with, with, with the, you know, he had uh, injuries two years in a row. You got this season, so you, you're wasting time. He was the the last time he was great. He was 24 years old. Now he's like almost by, he's 27, about to be 28 soon. So he's kind of getting up there now. So like you got three or four years of of prime prime, and then now you start you on you on that um, you know downside of 30. You know NFL. I mean receivers do last long, but you know when you already been, uh, injury prone, you get hurt every single year. Now you got the sports hernia thing going on that you play throughout the whole season. It, it, it just it just get a little a little fa- uh, phasy and a little fuzzy and maybe um maybe maybe the right team come for him. I don't know what that team is, um, but if you got if you got cap space to do it, hey, this is a special player when he, when he got the things around him. Man, somebody need to do something bold. He act like A B get cut, <laughs> get your money, get your money from somewhere else. Or you got to hope Tom Brady fed up in New England, demand a trade to the Browns, or Bill Chase say, look, we're going to swap Brady for Baker just to keep a young QB and get rid of Brady. Like, you got to hope something crazy happens. Like, <laughs> you, you, you need something ridiculous to happen. Yeah. I, because I, I the Patriots don't, they're not going to trade a first round pick because they already traded, I think. They, they got Harry, they already traded some other stuff to get AB or whatever. Yeah, it's it's kind of. 
don't know, man. I feel I feel, I feel bad for OBJ because he's in the not AB, but Sanu. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh. Well, I, I think Sanu was the second round, but uh. Yeah. But still, but still, I I feel bad for OBJ because not only was he in New York in a bad situation. I mean, he he still got his nervous, but he had Eli Manning. So thinking, okay, I'm about to get me a young quarterback in Baker, who's who got all this promise coming out, and he had a good rookie season, and then boom, I get there, <laughs> I got Freddie Kitchens as my coach. <laughs> That's that's kind of bad because Pat Shermer better than better Fred Kitchens, even though they both they both gonna get fired. But we we can keep on going. Um, last but not least, uh, before the game started this past Sunday, the uh, Titans came out talking about how they they're they're ready to, ready to give a contract to Tannehill, and we too talk, soon, too soon. I mean, well, I mean, well, I think going into the offseason is probably is probably the the best thing. But you know, franchise tag they got to pay. They gotta pay Derrick Henry. Uh, they probably they probably should franchise tag him. Um, but outside of outside of that, they don't you know because they don't really have stars. They have a good roster, good great coach in my opinion, Mike Vrabel. Uh, but you know the, the Kevin Bayard is paid, and really outside of that, there's you know there's nobody nobody really getting paid by Tennessee. So uh, I think you gotta pay Derrick Henry to keep him there. I don't think he deserves top top dollar, but you still need that bull horse uh, that, that that horse, and he he's. He's shown that he he's he's a proven guy and he that he can get the job done as a lead guy. Um, but the, does Tannehill deserve the contract? I don't know, playing six, seven games, but um has has he helped this team tremendously? Of course. We talked about how bad this team was going down. Um you say how, how he he's on the he's on the MVP the, the MVP list. Um and, and everything about since Tannehill got there has been up for Tennessee. Like the whole the whole team is just up like they get they get blocked punts, pick sixes, fumble returns to the house. Derrick Henry take off an eighty yard touchdown run, seems like every single game. The coach the coaching is impeccable. The kickers uh, playing good. It just it's like everybody everybody's just doing everything right in Tennessee. So as a GM, you see this and you probably get a little too happy, and a little too happy, a little too happy, it's too fast. And uh, they should probably relax, and let it let it play out because you're you're about to hit the the, the three hardest games of of, of you know of, of their their season, and that's the Texans You're twice. The most critical, right? The te- Texans twice, and going to the Saints. Now, do I think you need to beat the Saints? Probably not. But you can't. But if you lose to the Texans the first time, you have to beat the Saints. Um, so if they take care of business, which you know it's, it might be kind of hard. Derrick Henry had a hamstring injury, and it seems like hamstring injuries are ruining the NFL right now. Uh, you got Thielen, Minnesota, Mike Evans. Um, and Buccaneers, D. Ford, and Sherman, and San Francisco. It's like everybody getting hit with his hammies, and uh, and Derrick Henry again because I think he he had another touchdown run he could have hit, but he kind of, you know, just kind of let it lay up a little bit, and he, he didn't have that burst. Um, so what are your thoughts on on Tannehill? Because it's crazy, man. How you know how it, with Gates, it seems like he was about to be out of the league, and now that he's with, you know, now he got a better better system around him that he's, you know, one of the best quarterbacks since he's been playing. Yeah, I'm in support of Ryan Tannehill. Um, in terms of value, he's been very, very valuable. He basically saved their season. So I can see why they want to reciprocate and give him a contract. But it's way, way, way too soon. If anything, I would wait to the offseason. Let's, let's, let's see how the season plays out. Do we beat Houston at home and go to 95, take, a, take the division lead? They'll have the same division record, but it'll be your first game playing them, so you'll get the head-to-head. Tiebreaker, so you would be basically in the playoffs through week 15 if you win the game. So I would wait until the offseason to talk about contracts and all that kind of stuff. It's not like he has 
a multitude of options to go run to. Right. <laughs> so 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 what's the rush? And then also you got like you said, you got to look at the money. You got Derrick Henry who's second in rushing yards as we speak, right behind. He's only about forty behind Nick Chubb who's number one in rushing yards. So you got the number two rusher in the league. You got to pay that guy. You don't want to give Tannehill too much. And I would just wait and see. Like I'm not big on giving it. like unless you're like a trend setting type of guy. Like, if this is my home, oh pay him whatever he needs to get. But I mean Tannehill doesn't have the biggest market. Like where's he gonna go? Right. So like, yeah, it, yeah. it's not like he's in the he's gonna have a lot of suitors. I would just wait and see how it plays out. What if what if Brady decides forget New England, I'm out of here. Like he's selling his house, all these kind of things. What if he do what if he decides I'm out of here? You can make a run at that. Y'all have a defense, running game, weapons. They, they're thriving with Tannehill, so why not maybe see if Brady's out there? You know, you already had a connection with Deion Lewis, Mike Vrabel guys he's played with. So you have a connection there, so why not wait and see if something develops? But, I mean, Tannehill for this year, he's been great. If they do give him a deal, I wouldn't do anything the past two years. Uh, yeah, you got you basically stay flexing, and your point is, is is perfect because where is he gonna go? Are you gonna do something dumb and oh, I guess I'll go be you know I'll go to Miami and be a, well, well, that's crazy. He can't go back to Miami, but a, another team like the Redskins or something, you know, so, something crazy who needs a quarterback and may not draft one or whatever, and and go be go play there because you're not gonna have the support you have of the Tennessee Titans. Because we both been we both been saying this for how many years, Richard? It's like two or three years about how Tennessee is winning despite of their quarterback. And now that you have one, it feel like okay, I I have to I have to keep it because I definitely can't go to the other option I have at, at behind me behind him. So um, I I think I think you're right about that. There's not that many places Tannehill can run off to. Um, I I'm trying to think of teams in my head. I mean. Other I mean, than, best, other, best case scenario, Chicago, like with Bucks, I'll Bucks, say, Chicago. I say Chicago. That's, that's pretty much it. Really, I wouldn't even say Bucks because I feel like I feel like Teddy Hill's in that class where yes, he can he can like Evans with with Aaron's like he can be a great quarterback. But I'm not I'm not worried about that as far as having great good numbers. Um, but do I really want to have a a a game where I have to I have to score thirty or I'm lose with, with that type of defense? I feel like only certain quarterbacks can play with the Bucks, and that's if. You know, a real, real gunslinger, in my opinion, it, with that Bucks defense. Hopefully, they'll turn it around. Um, but if I want to go to a good situation, you know, Bear. If it ain't the Bears, I'd rather stay with Tennessee because at least the Bears, I have a offensive guru and Matt Nagy have a strong running game. Well, okay, sometimes strong. And then you got a top receiver out of Robinson, who's will be better than any receiver you got on Tennessee. So. Um, I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ho, 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 ho. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho, 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 Ohio Lottery. 
Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Is like I said, it, 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 it just depends on where he where he's trying to go. But yes, if he wanted to be in the right situation, he might as well just stay. And he already got a lot of money during his career, so it's not like he he's desperate for it. And and you know whether he whether he gives Tennessee a good discount, maybe eighteen to twenty million, that's fine for two years. But like I said. Like you said, stay only two years. Don't don't give him no max five year deal and you stuck again. Yeah, I mean he has Ryan is, is a solid QB. He's having a great career year. I mean, I think if you extrapolate over sixteen games right now, he's on pace. He would be on pace for like four thousand yards, about thirty five touchdowns. But he's not going to run off anywhere. The AFC East, they all have quarterbacks. And the Dolphins, you just left there. So you're not going there. AFC West, they all have quarterbacks. We'll talk about, you know, Drew Locke in a little bit. But AFC West already has quarterbacks. The AFC North already have quarterbacks. Because Cincinnati going to draft Burrow. Pittsburgh got a quarterback. Hey, Big Ben going to be back. Man, he old too. Man, he got he out of here. Yes. Hey, Big Ben going to probably take a two-year deal. So, like, you know, when you look at all the divisions, uh, you know, AFC South is where he already is. So that's your, really your best bet because you go to NFC, NFC South. What you can go to Carolina? I don't think, I don't think Carolina would try to get ten. That wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad. Like that wouldn't be it, bad. It wouldn't be. But you know, but like I said, I think Carolina, Carolina is about to go rebuild. And like you said, like, like I said, ten here ain't about to. I wouldn't go to a situation like that where we try to we we losing. I wouldn't win. <laughs> yeah, you you go there and be the third best QB. So I mean, I wouldn't. I don't even think Carolina would do that. I think their their owners trying to build them a future. So just going division by division. Oh yeah, it's, know, hard, it's, hard, to, it's hard to put them somewhere. Yeah, because okay, NFC North, he's gonna be the worst quarterback. Yeah, behind, yeah. Stafford, Kirk, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, Bears are good, but I don't think Tannehill is putting them over the top like that. You know, so it's just going division by division, team by team. I don't see where he goes. I think Tennessee's the best fit, if not there. Maybe Chicago, but even still, you got to still hope that everybody keeps producing and that defense gets back healthy. Right. Uh, another quarter that we talked about, man, and we we was, man, I said a couple weeks ago, like, man, when he about to come back, they might as well throw him out there. What's going to hurt? And, you know, he, he 2-0 now as, as a starter. Uh, the Broncos are definitely not what their record shows. They are they are a pretty good team. And all they all Elway had to do was get the right quarter at one time. He gets the one time they can win the Super Bowl again. Like, you know, like as far as like that, like the team that he built around, he's been hitting. Like he's he he got Lindsey, he got Sutton, he got the, the old line is, is a working progress. No offense came no, out came yeah. out crazy exactly. too. Exactly. So like he's he low key been I, I wouldn't say he's on A pluses, of course not, but he's been hitting. Like, so all he had to do was get the quarterback once right one time. And I'm not saying that Lockett probably not the guy, I mean, but but I mean, because he played Texans, who who defense is not, pass defense is not good. Uh, th- th- that's really their Achilles heel all, all season, and they played a Chargers team where he only had 134 yards. So it's not like he was, you know, crazy. But I think I think his mentality of that of that I'm gonna push the ball down the field, that 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 gunslinger role. I think that's you know that's what Elway likes about him and. And that can that can open up your offense because now you now you you are running team who who can be an explosive pass team as well. So I like I like what I saw. Um, he played Kansas City next, Detroit and Oakland. Like that's three more pass defenses that doesn't that doesn't scare you. So maybe maybe these 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 five games sample size you're going to have of him. You'd be like, okay, maybe he's the guy, and they probably won't address anything else with QBs. 
which you know it could be a bad thing, but if he shows that he can give it, you, might give him a chance. Oh yeah, Drew, he's gonna have a chance to show he's that guy these next few games. I wasn't in favor of putting him in, but I guess it's good to see what you have. So you don't have to go try to draft again or go get some picks. You kind of see, all right, well, this is this guy's showing us something. So right. Maybe we can roll with him, and we can start trying to build pieces around him. Let's try to replenish our defense a little bit with guys aging, or you know, we don't want to pay certain guys. Let's build a old line for him and things like that. Yeah, and, and especially when like you don't want to have to use another draft draft capital on a quarterback, uh, and also you don't want to pay another quarterback because you know that Brock Osweiler deal. Joe brought Osweiler. You had um, you brought in Joe Flacco and Keenum's like. I'm like you, you at one some point you gotta be sick and tired of doing all that. So having him, and especially Drew Luck, when he was like a, a steal, because remember he kept falling down the board. I think Broncos maneuvered their way, like they traded back, um, and then was still able to get him. Like that was that was impressive, impressive. Uh, I want to say uh, GMing by John Elway, good, good, good way to, to, to move him down the draft board. And if Drew Lock could be the guy. That is a steal. Like it, it is a it is a crazy steal, um, and I think if he comes if he comes comes a guy, you got four or five years of this guy, and you don't you're not paying him a high draft capital, and you can build your whole team around like you said about get, uh, go get the defense right. Um, your all your stars are young. Lindsey, this is only his second year. Um, Sutton, this is only this is only his second year. So you got guys that are, all your best players are all young. You about to cheat exactly. So go ahead, go ahead, and you can. You probably can go get you a star. I mean, whoever, whoever, whatever star that is, but at a position that you need, go ahead and, and try to find and, and keep the drafting going. So, if, if Drew Lock can be the answer, that saves Broncos another four, like three years of of not of being at the bottom of the AFC North uh, West. And like, and that's the weird thing about college, you know, because he's at Missouri, and there's not a whole lot of, you know. NFL talent there. They have some, but not like a lot. Like when you see uh, Clemson, Alabama, you know, man, that's going to probably be 30 NFL guys. By the time you get a few guys who are going to be legit starters, like from your D line, the offensive lineman here, there, you got a quarterback, running back, receive, two, three receivers from both teams. So that's like 30 guys. But Missouri, you may have what three, four guys total that go to the NFL. So, you know, Drew Locke, his junior year, he put up some crazy numbers, but his completion percentage was never really high. Like, he only went over 60% his senior year. But his touchdowns went down to 28, 28 compared to 44 his junior year. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you have to look at, all right, do we think he can be the guy to lead us where we need to go? And you got him in the second round, so it could be a steal for you. Right. Hope so. Hope so. Uh, let's move on to the, to the to the games. There's four big games this weekend. Um Let's start with the, the the Ravens and Bills, one of my surprise teams, the Bills. Um, the what what I took away from this game was, I feel like the Bills, Bills out of all the AFC teams that they played, you know, I think the Bills played them the best. Um, that's that's having that's having a good pass defense. That's having a that's also having a mobile quarterback just like the Ravens. So it's kind of like fighting with fighting fire with fire, and having a good running game with Singletary, but. Um, I feel like I feel like like we said with the Bills play if Bills play, see him again, the second time you play Lamar Jackson, you usually win. And he did. I, I didn't come away surprised at Lamar like Lamar Jackson. Like I was not impressed. I mean, he he, he broke some ankles, of course. Um, I mean that's just obvious because he, he he's so he's so you know, fast and stuff. But it it also to me in this game it proved that Lamar Jackson, 
shouldn't win the MVP over a guy like Russ. And I say that, and I say, now I'm not saying that he's not deserving of it. I'm just saying that when it comes to the more the most valuable, this defense held the Bills to 17 points, the Rams to six, the 49ers only to 17, and you saw what happened this past Sunday with the 49ers, and the Texans are only seven. Like this defense is is top notch. And but I also feel like if the Bills, if the Bills had one more playmaker, and you know that that's been my whole saying the whole time, because John Brown was non-existent in that game. I don't, and he had a he had a chance to he had a chance versus Peters at the end to to make a big play on him wide open. Touch, I mean, I would say wide open, but Peters trailing him is is a touchdown and it's a, a, a tie game after you've been struggling all all game. So you was always right there in in the mix, and um, I thought like if the Bills see him again, they got a better shot at it. Yeah, my main takeaway was what number one, Bills need offensive line. Their oh, offensive oh, line was getting blown. Oh up. my gosh! Yes, <laughs> the, the offensive line was getting blown up way too many times. Allen was running for his life back there, trying to make something happen, trying to find guys open. He got hit a few times. You don't want your, your QB taking that many hits. He could have got hurt on at least three of them. I saw. It could have been, you know, it could have been pretty major compared to where they are going. You know, if they were a bad team, you know, you'd be like, all right, well. We just shut him down, but they could have got he could have got hurt, and they would be in danger of missing the playoffs then, or not be able to make a playoff run if they once they get in. Uh, that was number one. Number two, playing against a team like Baltimore, they should have learned it in the game against New England. You can't turn the ball over to one, and the second one is you can't settle for three. You got to get touchdowns. If they would have been getting touchdowns instead of field goals. They would have been leading most of the game, and that would have changed the entire complexion of what the Ravens were able to do. But when you know you're letting them get touchdowns, and you're only selling for field goals, now you have to try to make that crazy comeback. And you know it was a good throw to John Brown, um, but it was just well defended. Right, right. So those those are those are my two main takeaways. And third, like you said, I need a, I need another playmaker. Dawson Knox is nice. Cole Beasley's nice. John Brown is nice, but they need that. We are throw their names out. They need that A B Odell, Mike Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins type of guy. You need that one more playmaker. Singletary can run the ball. You got Josh yeah, Allen to do a threat, and, and he's accurate. So you just need that playmaker and make John Brown your number two. Because when he was a number two in Arizona and other places, he he was he flourished then. Yeah, he he's good. I like Devin Singletary. He, he he's came along. He's on he's a Florida Atlantic running back for um you know Lane Kiffin and them boys. He he, I think I think I think he he's the guy. So as far as going to trade for a sign of running back, as as rumored before, I I don't think they should. But yes, this is another team we talk we talk about OBJ asking out. Hey, this would be a good spot for him because now I mean he can bring so much attention to the Buffalo Bills because you can say Buffalo Bills you know, nine nine and four, and a lot of people are not going to like. So what? Kind of like you know you get what I'm saying like they always say you know just put brush it off like okay so what they're nine and four it, it don't mean anything but you add an OBJ some some somebody that's scary to that side or 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 even Antonio Brown I mean I don't know whether the GM had you know thought about Antonio Brown in free agency but you know who who knows but they they had that I think they would have been so much better because the offensive line yes is, is a problem but if you have the guys that get up really fast that you know OBJ and Antonio Brown the route runners they are it, it definitely definitely could help. Um, yeah, they're gonna be a ten win team with average weapons and a great and a good good to great defense, depending upon what you they play. Consider yeah. good or great. Yeah, I mean they're they're a great pass defense and a good run defense. So you know, yeah, yeah. so yeah, so it's they're I, it's it's sad because they they're right there and they kind of wasting a year because 
they don't have that playmaker. But um, this team, this team held the run, the Ravens in check, bro. As far as like running the ball, like yes, uh, Lamar made some plays as far as you know the little touchdown flip. He was he was yeah, contained. He was, contained. He, was, he was contained mostly for forty yards on eleven carries. And Mark Ingram didn't do nothing either. He had fifteen carries, fifty yards. So like if you could, but I remember we were saying this on the preview. Like if if they can stop, if they can stop. Ingram and Lamar, they could be they they can win the game and they had a chance to. So that's pretty good. Yeah, just can't settle for three. You gotta get a touchdown. They were down there too many times to settle for three. Hauska did this job. He made them all, but you gotta get a touchdown. You can't settle for three. In games like this, where you know they can get a defensive stop, get short field, or somebody can just be explosive and break one, Hollywood Brown, like those type of guys, Lamar, they can break long plays. You got to get touchdowns on the board. Right. Um, next game, Rams Seahawks Sunday football. Uh, I don't know, but think about this game because I feel like I feel like you know Seattle obviously playing at home. It's they're they're a different you know they're a different team. They play on the road. Um, the Rams knew that their backs against the wall. Their season on the line, and they came out like that. Uh, and another point while I talk about how while Lamar Jackson probably. Or is deserve is deserving of the NFL MVP award, but shouldn't because Russ was out there dying for his life. Something Lamar Jackson doesn't have to worry about is offensive line. He has one. He had a top five offensive line easily. Uh, Stanley is a Pro Bowler. Yonder has been one of the best right guards since I can remember. Um, so their their offensive line is is one of the best with a great defense. While Russ doesn't have the defense or the O line. And I mean, yes, if if they're not if they can't pound you, if they, they if you got a good run defense and you can't you can't pound them with with the six old linemen they use, then if you have to just if Russell have to go hide the ball and stand back there all day long, you can get to the quarterback. And that's that's kind of, that's kind of what I took away from the Seattle part. It's more Seattle for me than Rams, just because you know if if Seattle wants to be a Super Bowl contender, you have to keep your quarterback upright. Yeah, I'm I'm still in favor of Seattle. Um for one, this was their first road loss. They were six and no coming to the game on the road. So they know how to play on the road and get wins no matter what. So I I took that into account. They were due for a loss on the road just because it's hard to win all eight road games. So I wasn't surprised. I picked the Rams to win the game. I didn't think it would be as dominant, but I did pick the Rams to win the game. Um you already said offensive line. Russell couldn't stay upright. One of his least efficient games passing wise, you know, only I think sixty one percent it was. So that's that's his second or third lowest on the season. Didn't throw a touchdown for the first time this year. So he was it was a struggle yeah. for him. But I think they'll bounce back. They get Carolina next. They should still they'll definitely make the playoffs. It doesn't matter. They're playing for seed right, now. Right. They have the yeah. They had the tiebreaker. If it comes down to them in four hours right now, but they have to see them again week seventeen. So that could all change. But with Carolina and Arizona coming up next, that's two pretty much two gimmies. So that's twelve wins, and let's see how week seventeen plays out for the division crown. Right. This this will def, definitely will be a team that will be at least twelve and four. Um. So that we're not worried about. But as far as you know, because like. With, it's like every game you play now, we're we're looking at you versus a, another another great team, and you know if you see if you see four niners again, and let's say four niners can stop the run because now Seattle lost Penny for the year, um, which is a big blow. If if uh, if they can stop the run and make and make Russell Wilson pass all day long, 
I mean, if the Rams D line get back there, I don't see why Bosa and and D four could. Well, not D four, he out for right now, but uh, Bosa and and Buckner and all them boys can't can't get to the quarterback. So um, that's just a little, a little a little not I won't say red flag, but just just, just a little warning, like you know that we got to you know keep watch because I don't I hope the Panthers and the Cardinals can't get the rush like like Rams did last night. It could, it could then that would be a red flag. Um, Hey, hey, Panthers! You never know, man. Like they got, they 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 had some studs on defense. You know, Rivera's not there, but the studs are still there. Let's see how the play calling goes for the defense. Yeah, I think the Panthers uh, pretty much gave up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they surrender. When, when you get killed by the Falcons like that, the, the get right team of the NFL. Yeah. You're done. Uh, and, and on the Rams side, you know, they played pretty well. Uh, they ran the same receiver receiver run like seven times, and every time Seattle couldn't stop it. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but but you can see. You can see like the the sign the shows are like what we used to saw last year of the Rams and how the running game uh, the 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 misdirections all, all that was working it worked last night against Seattle but um you see we know what the Rams are um and they and, you know they they're trying to be hotter on the tail right now they got uh, two big games next uh they got one of the hardest schedules as far as to end the season with uh with Cowboys at Cowboys they got um. Uh, Four Niners, right, and then I think they got the Cardinals. So they 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 do have at least one gimme in there. So um, at at worst, at, I mean at worst one and two, but but they're probably they're probably probably beat Cowboys. Probably I don't know, but still, yeah, they're they're, they're peaking right now, man. I'm, I'm still rolling with Rams getting the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, to stay in the NFC, an, another big game with the Four Niners and Saints. You talking about game of the year, man? That's that was crazy. Forty six to forty eight. Uh, Robbie Gold with a with a win to to uh with a game winning field goal, that was just crazy. I, I everything about the game was crazy. Uh, you know, Jared Jared Cook going off again. You have Michael Thomas still doing what he doing. Drew Brees lit the four down the defense up where quarterbacks is outside of Kyler Murray has not. Um, uh, usually, usually, I mean, I was going to this game was saying the only quarterbacks that messed the four downers up this season was Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, two guys who can move. I said Drew Brees in the pocket, no sir. So and then I was totally wrong about that. And uh, Jimmy G, that boy, that boy was not the weak link yesterday. Yeah, that, that was the point I was going to hit. Jimmy G answered every question I had about. The four yep. Could, yeah, he <laughs> answered every question I have. So the only thing now is they got a different question: Can they get healthy in time to make right. a playoff run? Because so many guys were dropping like flies with hamstrings and uh, use check got a concussion. So. He got rocks on that play. They, 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 got, <laughs> yeah, they, they paid the price for that win. They, they paid a major price for it, but they needed it because that could help a lot, go a long way for their seeding. And I don't think anybody is going to travel to, to uh, San Francisco and, and beat them. So, nah, I don't think so. You, <laughs> so, you know, I, I still like uh, Green Bay as my NFC favorite, but. There's we already saw it, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't think anybody's gonna go out there and beat these guys. I mean, they're just they're they're loaded in all phases of the game. And the main question I had was, could Jimmy G win a game like this? And he never flinched, never panicked. He kept going blow for blow with him. So I, I know he can win a shootout type of game when the defense isn't up to par, putting them in good positions or carrying the team. He can still make plays happen. They had the trickery going with Sanders throwing the ball. They had everything clicking as far as offense. The defense did its part. Sometimes. But, you know, to give up 40, you you really can't say they did a great job. But Jimmy G did his job. And outside of just staying healthy now, I don't have any questions about the 4 9 except for that. Jimmy G proved well, yeah, me wrong. They, the, the defense did enough. They didn't let the, the Saints score every time. 
But yeah, you mentioned D Ford out two or three weeks. Sherman uh hamstring banged up Ridgeburg out for the whole season now. This is the center for the 49ers. Uh you already, you already mentioned uh Kyle Uzek, and then I think it was somebody else. Um I can't remember who it was, but they already missing that linebacker for the for the season. So it's like yeah, so they're missing yeah. star stars <laughs> right now. Um, but the good thing is, as long as as long as your main weapons on offense can stay healthy and your tackles can stay healthy, like because Kyle Shanahan is gonna scheme it up. Like I'm not too really worried about that. And the de- defense, really, as long as Bosa and Fred Warner there, they probably can do it. They they can, they can still do what they got to do. But um, hopefully they can get healthy because they they gonna need it. But like you said, uh, it was a important game. For tiebreaker concerns, because even you know, even even let's let's say for example, Saint, the Saints and, and the and the Four have the same record. That's the difference between a one or two, or two or three, or three and a four. You know, wherever it come down to, it, it that that separates everything. Yeah, that, that's a big difference because if it comes down to those two teams in the NFC Championship, I think you'd rather have that on your field than going back to the Superdome again. And speaking of the Superdome, man. What is going on with Alvin Kamara, man? Like, he has not been playing well at all since that injury. Like, Murray's getting way more burned and being way more effective I got, right I now. I got to find my take where I said that. And, but remember what we talked about? I was like, you know. What, yeah, Kamara yeah, can't, can't carry. Can't like, they, 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 they miss it. Yeah, they yeah, miss Ingram. <laughs> well, they got Murray. Then, right, yeah. Because, like, I mean, yeah. obviously Ingram's a better player than Murray, which is why they took the cheap, the cheap option. But, you know, it's like. Can't, the whole thing was can't come here stay healthy for for having the all the low work and you know he he obviously you still gotta be scared because at any point he can go off but this is this is another example while we say don't pay running backs it's just, it is another example bro like all of a sudden he just he non-existent like that's crazy all the points that scored yesterday he didn't do anything yeah thirteen carries twenty five yards he caught four for eighteen I mean he. He almost salvages, you know, play fantasy. He almost salvages they with a touchdown, but they stuck them at the one, so he didn't even get it. Uh, Drew Brees and QB sneaking it in. So, but I think I think Kamara only has one rushing touchdown and one receiving touchdown. Like he's been he's been bad all year for us, like getting the end zone. And I mean, he had some great games. Like when they played Seattle, they won that game. He was very effective in that game. Um, I think against the Cowboys, he was pretty effective. Uh, Tampa Bay, but he hasn't really had that many games. He's been outside, like probably the first five. I think after that, he's been kind of banged up. He's really been almost not existent outside of the Tampa game down the stretch. And I think he was, he was okay against Carolina, but yeah, man, that's he's not what. Yeah, he he you need more from him because at some point people are gonna start trying to take Mike Thomas away and stuff. And like my that. thing, so, I mean, even though even though Cook is playing, yeah. Good. My thing is, why aren't we just double teaming Mike Thomas and? Put your and hopefully you ho- yeah, well okay every team does not the same but you gotta have to be able to double team Mike Thomas and be able to contain Jerry Cook from you know going crazy like he did against the 49ers. But if you can do that, if you force Kamara to beat you, I think that for th- for this season, that, I think that's the answer. Let Kamara beat you, which which you, all you gotta do is is run to him because he ain't he's not the same guy. And, I mean, like I said, and the knee injuries is it's part of that. It is part of that, but still. I'm finna start, I'm finna start trolling. <laughs> Taysom Hill greater than Kamara. <laughs> Taysom Hill, hey, hey, but good, that's that's probably why they're doing a lot of those those plays too, though, because 
We got we got to find oh, a way yeah. to run the ball. We got to find a way to run the ball because Kamara not doing it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, moving on to the last game that we talked about, the Chiefs in the past, man. Uh, I okay, so I I kind of figured out. Okay, how how do you beat the Patriots? You know, what what is the formula? And this is probably why, you know, the Bills probably can't beat the Patriots. And what, but while Lamar Jackson Ravens was able to do it, Texas was able to do it. I think the Tennessee Titans can do it, um, and and of course the Chiefs, and that is, you have to get a big lead, not a big lead, but you have to get up on the Patriots, because when their calling card is defense, and you, but you go up twenty to you go up twenty to three or you up twenty to seven, I think that is the best and best way to to, to beat them because you saw how the fast start the Ravens had, the Patriots couldn't catch up even though they even though the Patriots did catch up the game was still in the Ravens way. Um, but you got you you got Texas kind of kind of went crazy on them early and they, they had a, you know struggle to fight their way back and then same thing with this Chiefs game even though it was a couple of bad calls and a couple of mistakes by the refs again but still if you can force the Patriots to 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 come back on you versus you trying to thought maybe get a touchdown on them like like the Cowboys and the Bills you you can beat them I, I think that that is the only way you can beat the, the Patriots I don't think you can start off slow have bad games or like first quarter second quarter you got 80 yards, and then thinking you're going to be able to turn it up. That's not going to happen. Um, so I think the Titans can do it because they have an explosive pass defense, I mean, pass offense on uh, rushing and passing. So I think the Titans can do it as well. But you see the three teams that beat them, and all three teams have guys who can move in the pocket, which Tannehill can also do. So teams like the Buffalo Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, who, who, who in the playoff race cannot beat the Patriots, but the other guys can. Yeah, the Patriots, they kind of caught some bad breaks. Like, the yeah, Harry that was, play, that, that was, was a touchdown. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. So, I'm, I'm not going to jump off their wagon until I see them get eliminated from the playoffs because they're, they're showing small little signs of, like, Myers is starting to make some – he's starting to make some catches. Even though he doesn't always be in the right spot all the time, he's starting to make some plays. Um, if Dorsett can do the same thing, find his spot sometimes, he's making some plays. You got Harry who – you know, he, he's a good target for you, but you just kind of just got to get some rapport with the guys and consistency. Their, their main thing is they don't have that downfield threat. So defense is only got to guard them 15 yards from then. Like you're not worried about somebody going over the top on you. So they haven't run the ball great, even though they have Burkhead and Michelle and Brandon Bolden. They're not running the ball great right now. All you're really doing is just trying to force the ball to Edelman and James White because that's your – I mean, what do people do when they panic? You go right. to your safety net. <laughs> And that's all Brady's. That's all Brady's doing. He's going to his safety nets, guys. He knows. Like I've played in Super Bowls with these guys. I've played in big moments with these guys. They will make those catches, even though Jacoby's open. I mean, I want to throw it to Jacoby right here. I want to throw it to Dorsett right here. I mean, it's just natural to to go back to your comfort zone of I'm going to trust the guy I've been in the foxhole with versus the younger guy, which is understandable. I feel like when the playoffs come, nobody is going to out prepare. And now Coach Belichick, you're going to have to just go out on the field and beat them. So they get a top two seed. Your first game is going to be at home. I doubt they will lose it. Yeah, I'm not going to count them out. But I can see this. I can see the keys to success against the Patriots. And this, this defense is now, now, you know, with the question mark was, was, was this defense a great, like, historic defense or was it product of the schedule? But I think it's a little bit of both. But, um, 
like, but like I say, you seen them versus 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 Texans, Ravens, Chiefs, and 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 I'm I'm just pro- I'm just projecting the Titans because just because of the same type of philosophy that the other teams have. So I think I think it's only four teams in the AFC that can beat them. Now they want the good thing is you ain't gonna see them all because if you have a bye week, you only gonna see at most two. So that that is a good thing, and you know how injuries play play a role and different things like that. So I, I'm I'm never, I'm not gonna count them out. But if I if like for example. If, pa- if Patriots got the two seed, right, or or or, or they don't win the division, uh, wild uh, home field advantage, it doesn't matter. But let's say their first matchup, whether it's wild card or division, they get Steelers at the six seed. They're gonna win that game because because Steelers can't score enough. And then let's say let's say Bills somehow beat them guys over there, and championship game is Bills versus Patriots. They're making the Super Bowl because then they're gonna they're gonna beat the Bills because they can't score enough. So I, I think it is predicate of, of of who they match up with. Um, but the defense is always going to travel no matter if it's on the road or at home. They're going to be great. Um, and I would say I did get it right about Sonny Michelle. I didn't. I, I didn't trust him at all. Whether that was fantasy in real life, I just I just don't think a guy with two bad knees can hold up. But when you have a, a slew of running backs, you 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 would think that would go. You Boulder, every time you get in the game, he always go touchdowns. Like he annoying because he takes fantasy points away from our other running backs. But every time he get in the game, he be scoring. So I don't know why they don't play him play him more. Or you know, get more Burkhead load than Michelle because Michelle's right now is he's not he's not looking good for me going forward in the playoffs. Yeah, he been just so he he been so up and down. Like when he gets you know twenty seventeen eighteen, I'll say you give Michelle more than fifteen carries, fifteen sixteen carries, he's gonna be pretty good because the games he had Cowboys he was twenty for eighty five, the Browns twenty one for seventy four, the Jets nineteen for forty two, not good, but he had three touchdowns. And then you had the Giants, 22 for 86. Uh, Redskins, 16 for 91. So it's just certain games, like, when you – if you use him, he'll he'll get going. But I guess he's just a rhythm guy. Because certain games, you know, you give him, like, 9, 10 carries, he's going to probably have 9 or 10 yards. <laughs> so, you know, you got you to gotta feed hey, him. Hey, I mean, you're right, but it's like, it's like, okay, if I give you – all right, so let's say if I'm going to – my game plan is give you 20 carries. But then your first five, you got five. Like I don't really want, you know, I'm a, I'm a fade away, which I think most of these games that that you see, like against the Jets, nine week three, nine carries, eleven yards and a touchdown. Like, <laughs> like I can't. I'm sitting, give you the ball, and you go on one yard. That's not enough. So I mean, I, I, I can understand what you're saying. I thought I thought that would be more of a James White game against the Chiefs because you want to you want to get the ball out of his hands quickly because Brady took a beating in that game. Like he was on the ground a lot. Um, so that's another. Concerned, but we knew about the offensive line the whole season. Like after the injuries they had, we knew about the offensive line how how bad they could play. And only only when you see that that type of pass rush, which alluded to the you know the Ravens getting back there a lot and the Bills making a tough time Brady. So it, it really it really all depends on what team plays them. But if, I feel like I feel like if you if you got the defense and you got the offense, obviously you can you can beat the Patriots. But um, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy because I think every I think this time this 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 season because really most times. You, you don't really say it that much, but I think it's, it's it's more about who you play and when you play them, and 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 that's 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 something we really ain't really say about NFL because even though it's in, in the NFL is parody, but you know what you're gonna get when like this team play this team, like you already know it. But sometimes, but like this year, I feel like if you don't get them, you might not you might not advance. But if you get this team, you might you could be Super Bowl bound. You know you know you get what I'm saying? Like it's it's a little it's it's a little too much. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that's every sport, though. Like, 
everybody has their their kryptonite. It's just like boxing. Styles make fights. Like whenever I see the Patriots play the Dolphins right, in right. Miami, that's a game. That's a game I would never bet. I would never pick it on like a pick 'em or something because it's a good chance these guys going to Miami they could lose this game. So it's just certain teams in certain scenarios you're gonna always have a shot to be better than them in. So. You know, styles make fights. Certain teams are just match up with certain teams better. And right. That's just the name of the game. Um, anything you want to say before we get out of here, man? No, nah, man. It's a epic week coming up again, man. More playoff implications, man. Every- so that's uh, Ram. I-, I think Rams Cowboys might be the biggest game of the week because you know Rams fighting to stay alive for the playoffs and Cowboys. They need to just start. They can't keep losing right. all these you can't, games. You can't lose every single one of them. But, but they, 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 they haven't beat a team over yeah. 500 yet, though. Yeah. So let's see. I, 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 think, I, I think, the in my opinion, I thought the Cowboys were not prepared against that Bears team because they still, they weren't prepared at all for, for Mr. Biscuit running. Like, I mean, that's what he's known for. Like, I don't understand why, you know, he, he, was, he was killing them. And, you know, hopefully they get back to the drawing board because this Rams team, like you said, they, they're not playing. So hopefully he would be more prepared this time. Hey, shout out Mitch, man. When you play bad, I kill you. You play, I'm going to get you a problem. Oh, yeah, he had three games in a row, and he got Packers this week. He might have he might have another good one. Because as far as the defense, they ain't look too great. Haskins, just too sorry. So, <laughs> that's that's really all that is. Yeah, they, this for their playoff host right here. They beat Green Bay. They still got a shot. They lose a Green Hey, uh, before we get out of here, we have, we have a good show planned for your Thursday. And next week, we have a special guest joining us. So, make sure you tune in to that one as well, 12 Hour Sports Radio. Tuesdays at 8 a.m. and Thursdays live at 7 p.m. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, man. Preach, care, preach with all the prophets, man, and we are out. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.